Good morning, I'm Andre Figuera, and this is the World in 7 Minutes for Saturday, October 8, 2016. Despite the National Hurricane Center of United States weakened Matthew to Category 3 and the high is still offshore, Governor of Florida, Rick Scott, said, however, that the hurricane could have catastrophic consequences, especially in the areas between West Palm Beach and Cape Canaveral. Scott called on the population to evacuate coastal areas, saying that there is no good reason to stay. According to local authorities, Matthew has caused great damage along its path, especially in Haiti, destroying entire villages and causing the death of over 800 people. The estimates are not yet definitive, because some areas of the island are inaccessible due to the collapse of bridges and roads damaged. In the city of Rochabateau have died 50 people, while the nearby town of Jeremy was almost completely destroyed. In the southern province of Haiti, it is estimated that the hurricane has destroyed at least 30,000 homes. In many cases, huts or simple shed used as a shelter for more families. In the meantime, Typhoon Chaba is preparing to reach the coast of Japan. The typhoon, the seventh to strike Japan this year, and the 18th in the region, is gradually weakening, but several airlines cancelled more than 140 flights. But beyond fears about Hurricane Matthew, America is getting ready to another high-impact event, the second debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Sunday night, the two candidates for the White House will challenge each other from the University of St. Louis in Missouri. The second face-off will be co-moderated by ABC's Martha Raddatz and CNN's Anderson Cooper, and will have a different format than the first. The debate will resemble a town hall meeting. The candidates will be free to sit or roam the stage instead of standing behind podiums, and half of the question will be posed directly by the audience, while the other half by moderators on an array of topics of public interest. The appeal of the town hall format is that the question will be different from the journalistic one, allowing the candidates to talk about what they really think, instead to focus on attack and defense strategies. But, according to some experts, the US election will be the cause behind the rush of the North Korean weapons program, after many years of relatively slow progress. Victor Cha, the head of Asian Affairs at the National Security Council during the George W. Bush administration and now a professor at Georgetown University, said that this boost is clearly targeted toward the next administration, wanting to demonstrate to the new president that they are a nuclear weapon state. For years, North Korea's nuclear program had been seen by most government officials as a simple attempt for Pyongyang to pressure the outside world into offering it international legitimacy, and no one was worried that it might pose a near-term danger to the rest of the world. But after his father's death in 2011, Kim Jong-un pushed for a steady progress in the nuclear program, making the threat very real. Changing the topic, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad said last night that the rebels trapped in Aleppo East will be able to leave town with their families if they lay down their weapons confirming his intention to continue the offensive to regain full control of the northern city. The amnesty proposed from Damascus follows weeks of intense bombing that have killed hundreds of people in the eastern district of the city and have actually buried under a pile of rubble the United States peace deal. Although in some areas under the siege, as the Daraya district, the fighters have accepted the amnesty, moving to other areas controlled by the opposition, 
The Lepo rebels have made it clear they have no intention to give up and leave the city, and they've stated that the proposal is nothing but a deception. The Sad's proposal comes two days after the announcement by the army to reduce the intensity of the bombardments to allow people to evacuate, underlining that all those who do not take advantage of the opportunity to leave will face their inevitable destiny. An American officer said that Aleppo will fall within weeks, if not days, due to the relentless bombings of the Russian and Syrian warplanes, despite the 8,000 rebels fighters still in the city. In the meantime, the financial markets are in turmoil. Due to an error, probably accomplished by an automatic sale algorithm, a trading robot or a fat finger, Friday, the British pound endured one of its biggest falls ever. The leak occurred at the opening of the Asian markets, while in Europe it was still night. The loss, at the moment recovered almost completely, coincided with the release of an article in the Financial Times in which French President François Hollande demands tough Brexit negotiation, adding that it's not possible for the UK to leave the Union and pay nothing. Swooping also the Twitter shares, while potential buyers are becoming less and less. Their shares plunged below $20 following a record report, citing sources that Google, Apple and Disney do not plan to make a bid for the social media company. With the three companies out of the running, Salesforce remains one of the potential bidders. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or Twitter and visit the website at thewordin7minutes.com As always, thanks for listening.